0: song that got me through. And I'm your co-host, Neil Maharj. This week, we spoke to our guest about the far-reaching impact an artist can have on someone's life. Our guest told us about the first time he heard Linkin Park, why it took him four years to figure out the band's name, and what Chester Bennington's death taught him about grieving. We also dove into the state of mental health treatment in Nepal, and somehow found out about Sarah's love of Nickelback. It was a lot of ground to cover in 25 minutes. If you want to be on the show or find a playlist with all songs ever featured on the show, check out the link in our Instagram page and in the show notes. Or if you have any questions, email us, the song through at gmail.com. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, Sarah, how's it going this week?
1: Oh, um, I'm over it, Anil. I'm ready to get back to life or what I really mean. I,
0: I thought you told me you were getting ready to go off the grid.
1: I'm going OTG all the way.
0: So, would you say a major, <laughs> major difference between OTG and off the grid? OTG just means <laughs> not legit. You're going to be in a retirement home drinking gin.
1: Yeah, in Arizona or somewhere with a lot of dry heat um, or off the grid completely, Northern Canada, freezing cold, living next to a polar bear.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad to see you. Uh, you've really fleshed out your your off the grid plan, um, and yeah, no, I, I think that I think that the only logical step uh, after being locked at home for numerous weeks is to just completely go off the grid. So, I think
1: so too. I just think that's the answer. Obviously, we're not opening up any businesses anytime soon, so what better time?
0: Yeah, and after watching that sketchy YouTube video you sent me yesterday around uh, some conspiracies around the coronavirus, I, uh, I'm ready to move off the grid with you as well.
1: Great. Were you able to watch it? I thought it deleted because of the just incredible content that they had.
0: Well, surprisingly, it said that the video was going to uh, delete after 24 hours, and it actually did delete after 24 hours. Um, I was able to watch the video, uh, but now I have to get a new cell phone. So thank you. Got it. Yeah, yeah. perfect. So our guest this week go yes. ahead and <laughs> you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what your favorite conspiracy theory is
2: I mean yeah the, the there was there was thing like me and my roommate we were um constantly debating about where you know like the the virus was actually man made or it's a natural thing and we we would just look on you know the facts and figures on internet and You know, we would all make our own assumptions, but um, I don't know, man. Just this thing is killing everyone.
1: Do not get me started.
2: Yeah, (laughs) she's got some. What's your theory? Oh, I I would rather not say (laughs) here right now. (laughs) All right. Well,
1: He's just going to talk about Lincoln Park.
0: Yeah, I think think that's what you're really here for. So why don't you give us a little, little introduction?
2: Uh, Hey, uh, yeah, Uh, I am Siddharth Khafe. I'm currently in Virginia. Originally, I'm from Nepal. Um, I work as a bar manager and kind of like a business associate for for like a few businesses over here in Virginia. Um, I'm a very enthusiastic music listener. I love like rock songs and metal songs, and I worked as a social activist back uh, back in Nepal, um, yeah, that's to summarize what I would tell about myself.
0: <laughs> well, I definitely excited to hear your story. Can you tell us a little bit about the the social activism?
2: Uh, yeah, um, I was associated with a road track club back in Nepal, um, so I served for like uh, five years over there. So, which we did was like uh, social awareness things, you know, like doing campaigns. And all sort of activities that you know, like, generally helps the people around us.
0: All right. And what is the song that you are going to be talking about this week?
2: So, um, when I choose this song, I really didn't want it to talk about the song, but I think uh, this song now means a lot to me, and then I'm listening it a lot these days. It's one more light by um, Blinking Park.
0: All right. Well, unfortunately, uh, we can't give it a listen anymore. Um, as we found out this week, we're not actually supposed to play music on the show. So, uh, yeah, that was embarrassing. But um,
1: That's so sad for us.
0: I know. I know. It's going to be really sad when we, when we get sued for our first few episodes. I think.
1: Well, it'll be okay.
0: It will be. Um, but, dear listeners, if you have an inkling go listen to one more light by linkin park we'll stop for two seconds here and uh you can you can rejoin us (laughs) it's not quite as effective not quite (laughs) as effective so sid tell tell us about your your connection to the song to the band to to everything tell us your story
2: um so back it all starts back in nepal and uh Getting music at that time, back in like two thousand two, three was like a very hard thing. We didn't have any kind of you know like a channel MTVs or VH one at that time, which would you know broadcast this music. Uh, internet was a part thing at that time. So luckily, like in two thousand four and five, I got this a CD at the time, and there was this um, bunch of rock songs over there, and. So the first time I, I ever listened to them was there. This was this concert by them. It was called Live in Texas. And then there was this one guy, skinny guy, and he was singing on top of his voice. And I was like, wow. The, all all the thing that I listened to at that time was a couple of Backstreet Boys songs. Brian Adams was my go-to song at that time. And then I, I listened to him and it was like, wow. I mean, like, is he singing? And I think like he might have, a, a, you know, like, a different voice or something. And then I didn't even knew what was the band. So I was like, internet was also a far thing back home. So it took me like a whole four years to figure out the band was Linkin Park. And
0: Wait, wait, really? So like you heard, you heard them play and you didn't know who the artist was for four years?
2: No, nope, because the only thing in the CD, it was like, um, it was the song called uh, Somewhere I Belong. And it was like LP0105 or something kind of like that code. I was like, wow. And then I used to, you know, like search this thing. And nobody listened to that band at school or something. And I was like, wow. And then after four years, I was just like mumbling. And then one of my cousins, he was like, hey, wait a minute. Do you listen to this song? And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the song. That's the song. I was like, which band is that? And it's like Blinking Park. Wow, it's just so easy. Blinking and Park. And then I asked him, like, I was so curious about the band. I asked him, like, hey, what was the guy's name? His name was Chester Bennington. And then what's this guy's name? And I, I bothered him for, like, a whole hour about him. And then he was so frustrated on, you know, the thing that I was asking about. And he said, like, here you go. And I got my first um actual CD back home of the whole, like, first two albums of Linkin Park. And then that that completely changed. It was like I was screaming. I was like my mom used to yell at me so much. She would say like your vocal cord would come out if you do like that.
0: <laughs> this is this is like a really uh, what you just said there is like very understated because I think most people can't even imagine a time where like they wouldn't instantly know exactly who they were listening to.
2: Yeah. That was the funny part about, you know, like coming from a country like where you still did not have any access to internet or something. I remember like using my first internet was a dial-up, then it was a way long to wait. And then, yeah, it is what it is back there at (laughs) that time.
1: So is Linkin Park one of your like favorite bands or is it just tied to a lot of this time in your life
2: no yeah, it's just like that's the only band you know like i would i would ever listen to every day on you know like anytime if you if you play me any song of them i would listen to that them anytime even like every day i listen to them because um even know, now yeah
1: <laughs> i love that
2: i'm kind of like loyal to them
0: and <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so Okay. I I I'm, I'm loving the story so far. So you finally you finally figure out who this band is after 4 years. Four you years. bother your you bother your cousin for for hours and your cousin gives you uh I guess that's uh, is that Hybrid Theory and Meteora yep. on, <laughs> on on CD. And wh- where do you go from there?
2: So then I was like I listened to the all the song like on loop. Like oh this is thing. Now I, I was like yeah, this song is good. And then I, the next day, I would go to the school and tell about, hey, have you listened to this thing and not? And and some of them told me that this was a new album. I think it was Minutes to Midnight. It came out at two thousand and eight, and this was somewhere around two thousand nine. So I listened to Minutes to Midnight, and then I was like, in Minutes to Midnight, I was like, is this the same guy? You know, like they are changing something. And then um, and Transformers, like what I've done was featured in Transformers too. So I was like, yeah, it's them, it's same. And I saw. A video of them, of what I've done. Then it was like completely different thing for me after that, and I listened to all the three albums in a single day again.
1: Amazing! That's pretty impressive.
2: And
0: and so you're you're listening, you're listening, and obviously, like they, they, God, I don't even know how many albums they ended up releasing over the course of the years, but. by the time that this song, uh One More Light came out, were you still in Nepal or were you in the US at that time?
2: I was still in Nepal. So yeah. So when when One More Light came out, um it was not one of my favorite songs. I hated this album so much.
0: And I actually I was reading about this album right before because I, I didn't really know much about it. And it seems like a lot of people really dislike this album and Chester Benningfield or Bennington had to like go out and defend this
2: album all the time. Yeah. And then now the meaning of one more light, it, it, it states clearly, you know, and, and I was like one of those bunch of hardcore fans who still, you know, like who wasn't ready for any new, you know, like the transformation from band. And I was still hoping like, come on, then we need, we need to hear Bennington scream and Mike Shinoda rapping so hard. And, and then all of a sudden, like on, on 20th of July, there was like this story, you know, I can, I would never forget this thing. So it was like midnight back in Nepal. And I was working with a few uh, volunteers back from UK. And one of the volunteer was also like a Lincoln Park fan. So we were like, you know, we were like thing, we were telling to each other, like, what are we going to do when we meet Chester and. And then we we made a plan. So I would go to a concert because I knew um, I could attend to one of the concert um, on November in Texas. So I was coming to the states on October. So I was well prepared for that. I even looked the tickets and everything. So once I landed, I would go to Texas, watch the concert, and come back. And you know, the bucket list in your life, you just need to take that off. So and it, it never happened. And then. It, that night was something very, you know, if I recall right now, uh, I I couldn't complete, complete it too. It's because it happened so, you know, unexpected because my phone was buzzing at that time. It was midnight and, you know, I thought my friend was just sending me some text messages or something. And one of my close friends, she was like, said, chess gone. That was literally the, the, the sentence she told me. Uh, chess is gone. And I was like, what? And I was like, I should, she must be talking about something else. And then a couple of my friends, they texted me, like, said, I'm sorry for the loss of Chester. I was like, are you kidding me? And then when I opened it up, I couldn't sleep that night. I think I, I cried for the first time. All night long, and it was shattered, um, and it completely changed my perspection. You know, like my perspective of what I see things the day before and the things that I see now.
0: Wow, I, I what's kind of crazy about the the story that that you're saying, and kind of just thinking back to the the first time we met, I. I actually even remember uh, joking around with you about coming to the U.S. to see a Lincoln Park concert. I I didn't realize that you were that close to actually going to to see them.
2: Yeah, it was just like a month. It was just it, this was on July. Yeah, like a few months, and I was so excited. I was telling I di- I didn't tell that I was going to send this to anyone else rather than my family. Uh, and I was like so excited. I would tell my mom, mom, you know what? I'm going to click a picture and I would send it to you right away. And even like she called me the next day. She was like, Did you hear what happened? And I was like, Did you cry? Yes. And she was also she was also kind of like on a a sad tone yeah. that, you know, sorry about it and this and that.
0: I would also say like one other piece that's definitely understated is it's not necessarily easy for people from Nepal to get uh, visas to come to the US even especially as a tourist but like it's very difficult for people to be able to to get a visa to come here and so to be able to both get a visa and be able to purchase the tickets in order to go see the concert that's like that timing would have been absolutely I- incredible
2: yeah one, one moment your life.
0: <laughs> yeah and so kind of how I know you were talking about the feeling the day before and the day after, but how did his death kind of stay with you?
2: And so after his death, I don't know why, I listened to this One More Light songs again, so whole album again, and then when it came with One More Light, it struck me so hard. It was like, it was clearly said over there on that song. It was Chester clearly said, you know, through the whole lyrics if you read from that song. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It was true because in life, no one, you know, like you would never know what you had or you never know, like if you don't have friends around you, you just see the moment thing, you you just see the present thing. But what you ignore is, you know, like the past or what you ignore is like people around you and you your mind tends to change you to the point where. You don't see the bright side, but only see the dark side. But you just need to redirect your mind to see to the bright side as well. Because his music and, you know, this song, when I came to States and when I was having like a little hard time adjusting over here, I thought like I didn't have anyone, you know, a lot of things. And then I would listen to this song and I would be like, wait, I don't have anyone over here, but I have friends back home. They are texting me. They are asking me, how am I doing? And then, yeah, I'm just like ignoring them and just like, you know, drowning on my old pool of thoughts over here. And it completely shifted my perspective of seeing things now than it was before.
1: Wow. And so uh, have they released any music since Chester passed away?
2: No, um, after Chester passed away, the only thing that did it was like a tribute show at Hollywood Bowl. Um, and it was, that show was very difficult to watch. You know, like you expect Chester to be at front, but his voice is not there. He's not there. And it's so incomplete without him. And it's it's never been the same, but it's all to a new point now where... It, it is, you have to move on. Nothing seems to stay, you know, like nothing stays the same forever.
0: You know, as you, uh, as you've mentioned that, and you, you, you know, we've talked about this before, but, and actually someone had spoken about this a couple of weeks ago on our podcast, but there are definitely certain cultures where uh, depression and mental health is kind of stigmatized or, you know, not spoken about. And I, I feel like that that's kind of true for Nepalese culture, where you don't talk about these sort of things, you just kind of live with it.
2: Yeah, it's it's true. It's 100%. So um, me, like, when when I was back home, you know, like all this, you have to live up to a standard where people expect you to do and you could not. And then you just like, feel like you're, you cannot do it. And then when it came to States, I realized like that frustration and, you know, like the sequence of things that leads you towards depressions is very clear, you know, because if I say that to my parents that, hey, you know, I'm just like having a mental anxiety or some kind of thing, they would just, you know, laugh at me. And do you say, do you want to go to a, you know, a psychiatric or, you know, like, do you want to see a psychosocial counseling? That's a joke. So. People just, you know, like keep keep such thing with themselves rather than speaking out in public. But for me, um, I would love to speak on this thing because it is what it is. It just it's you who is facing it, and then you should be able to, you know, like express it to the other people so that you know, like someone can help you. Not just like keeping by yourself would, you know, help everything out.
0: And as you've, you know, I guess you've been in the States for a couple of years now, like, have you been able to have those conversations with people back home? Or do you think it's stayed very yeah. much the same?
2: Uh, so when I came over here and then, so I started to talk with some of the friends and, you know, like having a campaign back home about, you know, like killing all the stigma against, you know, mental health over there. So we 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 wanted to go and talk to the people saying like, hey, you know, as as like your physical health, mental health also matters and then I think uh we did some couple of uh psychosocial counseling over there. And I think we we were able to, you know, at least tell people you know, if such thing happens to you, seek for some advice rather than pointing out to the person that he is unstable
1: is that something you continue to advocate for um, back all
2: yeah if um that's that's like one of a one of long-term plan that i have because um you know if you come from like a developing country or something in southeast asia um health generally means physical health and mm-hmm. uh, if someone asks about mental health and then hey this and that and they they are referred to as you know Kind of like unwanted people on society, or you know, like they are they are looked at in a very different way, and they think like they're they're crazy or they cannot perform their day to day, you know, like activities, or you know, like they're categorized as kind of like um, an unfit person in the society. So, what I would love to, you know, like think. Talk about this back home, and this is something at this point of time the world really needs, and seeing everything around this is the most important you know like health advocacy that we need to do right now,
0: yeah so i I guess we we always try to we always try to ask kind of one wrap up question and at the end and for this week, what I'm wondering is, what, what do you think is the next step for for a developing country when it comes to introducing more mental health accessibility um, to, to their country? I, in many ways, I still think that the U.S. still has a very long way to go, but I, I can Definitely see where you're coming from in terms of Nepal also having a ways to go. So, what do you kind of see as the, the first steps? Does it start with people just talking about it, or does it start with the government, or what, what's your kind of perception on that?
2: I think the chains start with individual own self because they have to be, you know, like fight for themselves to speak about what they are going through. It's not that even though they have a place to go and speak, but they have to be ready to go and speak on, you know, on behalf of themselves to that place. So, you know, it should be a kind of like a welcoming environment where, you know, like having few separated areas or like few clinics or something like that kind of thing for just for, you know, like the mental health thing. So that and a big awareness among the society about, you know, like, hey, as like physical health, mental health also cares that much if someone's having a hard time you know like just just care about them rather than you know like suppressing them or you know just just let them be who who they are
0: seriously that was an incredible story uh it really was and thank you for being like just completely honest and open with us about your entire story it uh it's definitely one that I will remember for a long time
2: yeah uh- Welcome, Anil. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like this kind of stories and everything that y- you have. If if someone shares it, it's, it's always so good.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Sid, again, thank you. And everyone have a fantastic week.
2: Thanks, Sid. All right, you too. Thank you, Sarah. Bye. You guys have a good week. Bye. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye.
0: This episode was edited by me, Anil Maharjan. My co-host is Sarah Harrison. Additional editing and mixing was done by Chris Maffei at Multitrack Minds. You can check out their full line of services at multitrackminds.com. Special thanks this week to Sid for telling his story. If you want to hear the music discussed in this episode, search Spotify for The Playlist That Got Me Through. As always, if you're interested in telling your story, submit the form on our Instagram page, or email us, the song that got me through at gmail.com. Until next time, don't lose touch oh come on Sarah I thought I thought you uh I thought you and Lincoln Park went way back
1: um you're thinking of Nickelback
0: oh I always get them confused <laughs> people Sid.
1: usually hate me when I say that yeah. I I don't know a lot of other Nickelback fans but they just I just like them they're they're good in my opinion
2: band-wise they're like they are hated band-wise but their songs are cool
1: I, I know
0: Sarah you're just you're just defending your fellow Canadians it's okay
1: that's what everyone says when I say that I like them and it's not because they're Canadian I mean great but I actually genuinely like them
0: (laughs) Sarah what's your favorite Nickelback song
1: oh gosh Rockstar is a good one that's the first one I ever listened to by them and I was sitting Uh, in this convertible Mustang with my dad, and he thought he was a legitimate rock star in that moment. (laughs) I think that's where my love started for them.
2: Oh, my goodness.